Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Hey, just a quick reminder, if you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender podcast merchandise, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you can uh, find some blogs on past podcasts. You can find t-shirts that show some bartender pride. You can find some uh, other cool stuff. So head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your stuff today. Well, not right now because the show's about to start. back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender, the dude, so that's what you call me. Uh, today, I got a special show for you. I got my, uh, I have my guest, Mia Torres, who is contributed, uh, yeah, boy, I can do a better intro than that. That's it. <laughs> Relax, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, my guest today is Mia Torres, who is the contributing VR, uh, few, ah, geez, uh, <laughs> Mia Torres, who is the wine and spirits contributor for VRIA, AI magazine, who does her own blog table for one and is soon to be host of a show called Hitchhiker's Guide to Grubbing. Mia Torres, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for joining us today. I uh, know you're busy schedule with the show and uh, doing your magazine stuff, so I really appreciate you uh, coming on today. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, for some of the uh, people who have keep, been keeping up on this podcast, I actually used one of your drinks uh, a long time ago from your Skinny Cocktails uh, uh, article. But uh, since I've got you on the show today, uh, is there a drink out there that you particularly like that uh, that when you go out to a bar or club with your friends, um, something that you uh, you particularly enjoy? Absolutely. If it's not Merlot, because I'm a wine girl, but um, if it's not wine, it's definitely going to be Grey Goose and Pellegrino with a wine twist. <laughs> Ooh, gray goose, but girls got expensive tastes. Yes, it's um well you know what Pellegrino tastes like, so yeah. add the sparkling refreshness to it and then you add the gray goose. It's like a um kind of like a skinny well it is a skinny cocktail. But um it's more refreshing than anything else. Try a plain seven up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Although it's it's not so sweet like a Seven Up, but it's more plain. But it's in the genre. <laughs> and it has the bubbles with it, so yeah, okay. Yes, lime twist. <laughs> and and it's nice and simple. Sounds pretty refreshing, actually, uh, for like maybe a hot night uh, on a hot summer night out, or you know when you're out partying in a middle of a casino or mm-hmm. something like that. 
absolutely. I drink these, um, whether it's hot or cold outside. I just It's refreshing to me, and it gives me a cool, calm buzz. Whereas wine gives me a, a good buzz, too, but I can't do shots anymore. I can't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it has to be a special occasion for me to do um, a few shots because I'm just done with that. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there's got to be a certain time where um, everybody just says no to shots from here on out. Absolutely. Time and place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, I hope you don't mind me mentioning uh, the the thing that you posted on Facebook when I said, what's the drink that gets you in trouble every time? And you were one of the many, many people who said tequila. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Tequila, yes. It's just... Um... I don't know what it is. It just does not agree with me. It just doesn't. Well, you know, you know it. Uh, it's one of those things where I, uh, I've never heard a good good story go along with tequila. I mean, some people say that tequila makes me pass out. Some people say tequila makes me want to fight, and you know, just mm-hmm. stories and stories and stories, just all different and all bad usually. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end well with tequila and um, rum too. Um, for some people, but um, with me, tequila, I just, uh, I don't get angry or anything. It's just, <laughs> I want to get naked. <laughs> <laughs> and then by that time, I'm thinking, I mean, I can't get naked just anywhere. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Tequila just makes me want to take my clothes off. And then, Good you to know, know, I can't do that anywhere. <laughs> just, not just anywhere. Oh. So, well, I gotta stay away from that one. That one's bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so is it? Uh, was it just Cuervo in particular, or was it? Uh, did you go with Patron, or or with just what? Well, any tequila, or it was just any you know tequila in general. I don't know. It's it's just tequila in general. Yeah, oh. you know, I can't. <laughs> I just can't do it. Okay. <laughs> well. Well, mm-hmm. we'll get off that for a second. You know, let ever let uh, let that sink <laughs> in. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. you've been a contributing uh, food and uh, con- uh, contributing to magazines and such for wine and spirits for quite a while. Um, when did that start? That started for me. Um, Verai magazine actually was my very first magazine the very first one I ever started writing for and um, I'm still writing for them and (laughs) there's been many in between but they're still there and I like writing for them because um, they're so laid back they don't um, expect anything they don't expect for me to um, they don't expect me to do anything that I wouldn't do out of the ordinary they like my writing style just the way it is, and they don't want me to change it. And that's what I—that's what I love about it. Them. Well, that makes. But that things started easy. for me. Yeah, that started for me six years ago, over six years ago, and a very good friend of mine um, pushed me to continue writing after he had started reading some of my short stories. Mm-hmm. I used to write short stories um, just because, and um, he started reading some of them. And he was urging me to write, keep writing, keep writing, um, submit your stuff, um, 
you know, I'm sure there's a, a few magazines that would publish this or even articles. You just start writing articles and just was kept pushing me. And I really didn't have an interest in it at first. And I just kept writing. And when I finally got into it, I kept going and it just, it just worked out. And now it's part of me. So uh, you could say that friend of yours influenced you to take on this part of your career. Yes. And, uh, and it, everything's going, uh, going well for you and you're, uh, doing a lot of writing right now. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, for Variety magazine right now, they're the only ones I'm working for. Um, but I also have my own blog table for one. Oh, tell us about that. And yes, um, that's my own blog. And what I usually do on there is uh, restaurant reviews, pairings, um, a lot of, mostly a lot of pairings and restaurant reviews, but you can catch a random blog about nightlife or two on there. And um, it's been a while since I've updated it. I haven't had the chance to pay attention to it lately, but I'm on it. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting back into it again, so um, there will be updates on that soon. And the last one I did was French fries paired with wine. Yeah, I, uh, I saw that. That caught my attention really quickly. Yeah, uh, because uh, well, you and I have been messaging back and forth, uh, trying to arrange this uh, interview, and I told you that pretty much my familiarity with wine is just the basics that you see in every bar. You got your Pinot, you got your Merlot, White Zin, Chardonnay, and uh, uh, Cab. Cabernet. Yeah, you, that's mm-hmm. that's just it. And we don't have, or all the bars that I've worked at don't have anything specific or uh a year or uh really just beyond that so Mm -hmm. uh what is like your ideal beginner's guide to like wine pairing i would say um taste as much as you can because it's it's not going to depend it's not going to depend on what you like until you taste it and uh, then you can decide from there what would uh, what this would go with. Would it go good with a steak, or would it go good with seafood? No, that comes with knowledge later. But for now, you're going to have to establish um, what you like to taste. Like I can't stand Chianti. Mm. I don't know what it is about Chianti. I can't stand it, so I don't go near it. But well, nobody's I been able to. That. Nobody's been able to talk about Chianti without thinking of. Silence of the Lambs for a long time. So, <laughs> yes, yes, I think of that too, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. It's too spicy to me. Like it, it leaves that nasty, spicy aftertaste. And, and this was a Coppola brand, it's supposed to be a pretty good brand. But oh my god, I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Merlot is my favorite. And when I first got into wine. I was in Vegas, and I had the privilege, as a writer, of going to all these high-end restaurants because I had to write about them. Mm. And um, I tried every wine that I could, every single restaurant I went to, and there was a lot of them over there that I had to go to, and I would make it a point to try a new wine every single time. And this is before I began the education part of it. Sure. And this is how I got into it. So now I know for a fact that I love Merlot. That's my number one go-to. Mm. And then I know right after that would be Pinot Grigio and so on and so on. So my thing, my advice 
would be is to just taste. Keep tasting. Just pick one and taste it. And then later, if you like it, will come the knowledge. Okay. See, um, you can learn more about it. It's easier because there's so much to learn about wine. One cannot possibly... You think you know everything one minute, and maybe you do, and then there's more, way more after that to learn. So you just... It, it's endless. Yeah, That's I... That's what makes it so hard and so amazing. That's why there are so few masters in the world. Exactly. Which is what... Yeah. I'm trying to achieve <laughs> well, the master of wine title. Well, good luck. Uh, good luck with that, and I totally support Thank you on that. Yeah. Uh, um, but do you uh, also do like tours of wineries and stuff like that when acquiring this knowledge? You can can do that. I've done a few over here in Virginia, and um, I learned even more from tastings. Yep, you could do tastings too. That's a lot easier and probably a lot cheaper than going to restaurants. But um, you could do that, too, a lot easier. Um, and they'll tell you also um, you're having a Zin, and this is what it's paired with, that's paired with um, shellfish, tuna, or whatever. And they give you charts and um, things to write down. So, yeah, this, that's easy, too. Yeah, um, my uh, I have actually family that uh, used to live in Walla Walla, Washington, and there is tons of wineries out there. And every once in a while, my sister would uh, go to a new winery that opened up and go try out their new product. And uh, I wouldn't say she became a connoisseur, but she knows what she likes. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much the, just the bottom line. Funny. Uh, oh yeah. Funny story about that though is she found out that uh, Stephen Atmel, the guy that plays uh, Arrow on TV. Um, mm-hmm. she found out he owns a winery out there and I said, have you been there yet? And she goes, no, I can't trust myself around him. I said, he, you don't know he's going to be there. She goes, I, I can't chance it. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Sounds like, uh, me around, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Liam Neeson. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> m- m- me around, you know, Shakira and it, well, I could go on forever about that, but <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Have a few glasses. See how it feels. Yes. <laughs> um, so I've also seen uh, on YouTube uh, your clips from your nightlife show, and um, was that a, a local show or a long running show? Can you tell me about that? That was done when I was with my ex husband, mm. and. Um, it was called Like It or Lump It, and it was a web show that he produced himself. It was just him and I as a team, and we would go out to different bars and different clubs, and some of it was local, a lot of it was, but a lot of it was done in L.A. too, and a lot of it was interviewing. But the nightlife ones, the nightlife episodes that I did were maybe a, a handful because it was mostly interviewing. He wanted to get mostly local celebrities or um, upcoming celebrities, which was fun, mm-hmm. and that was more enjoyable actually than just trying to randomly run around and interview drunk people. Well, but, that was ac- um, that was actually hilarious because the clip that I saw <laughs> for my listeners, uh, uh, you get on YouTube and you can find this clip of uh, of Mia Torres asking this guy how often he jerks off, and the face that he makes is hilarious. <laughs> Oh, my God. He was so embarrassed. I love him to death. I really do. But, um, (laughs) 
Yes, that's when I was in my 20s, and I was a little more daring. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yes, like, the way Tim wanted things, my ex-husband, the way he wanted things was the more crazy and outlandish, the better. Mm. And, well, that, well, that's great, but, I mean, I, this new show that I want... Um, that I'm filming, getting ready to film, is more about food and it's more knowledgeable. Okay, and that's what I'm geared toward now. But back then, yes, it, it was it was great. It was great entertainment. Everyone loved those old webisodes, and they're still up there for everybody to view. I mean, they're fun to watch. Yeah, I they still are. laugh at them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, um, yeah. After seeing that, before we start talking about uh, your show, um, yeah, I, I now after seeing you do. Uh, things like that, and talk about various restaurants, clubs. I'm going to take a few minutes and consider you an expert on that sort of thing. Now, when it comes to clubs, do you have an ideal uh, type of club that you like to, you know, you know, if you see it while you're driving down the street looking for some place to go, uh, what looks good to you when you think about a club? Mm. If I want to be out, and I want to dance for the night, because there's a lot of lounges and stuff I really love to go to now, but if I wanted to dance for the night, and I had a few girls with me, or people with me, whatever, I would suggest um, a casual, yet upbeat atmosphere. Like light in Vegas. I love light in Vegas. Mm. Um, that's my go-to. It's casual, so you don't have to dress up too too um sophisticated like you don't have to wear a tie and all that um just a shirt and jeans will do and the girls same thing um whatever as long as you look clean cut and that's a lot of clubs in vegas you have to look clean cut but a lot of them also these bigger clubs they want you to wear cocktail dresses and suits and everything those ones aren't so fun only because um it's just all about bottle service and mingling with pretty people, and that's great. Oh, yeah. But if you truly just want to go have fun and dance and hang out, you want to do somewhere like Light. And I love that place. I do. They have a great DJs there every night. Um, the drinks aren't bad. You can wear skinny jeans and high heels. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually hear yourself when you're talking, mm-hmm. and it's just it's great. No. It's great. I spent most of Hanukkah over there a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's also a lot of nice um, little lounges that I love going to also. Uh, you just sit there and drink and talk and have dinner or whatever. Mm. Now, um, yeah, so. when, when it comes to clubs, though, uh, do you do you have moods where you're like, I want I want DJ so I can dance or I want live band so... I can, you know, feel the music or whatever. Do you prefer live music to DJ or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. I love to dance. I love to dance. So, um, and I love music. So, I'm not too big on live music unless it's something like jazz or um, maybe like, I like the 80s metal Mm -hmm. type of stuff, but I mean, I I won't go out of my way to go see a concert. Like, um, adult contemporary that type of stuff like the jazz festival um the wine walks they're pretty cool Mm -hmm. but i'm not really into country or um r&b or rap or anything like that so i don't usually go to most of the um live music events only because it's mostly that genre and it's not something i'm into 
so, um, yes, but I do have moods where I say, look, I need to go see Tiesto playing tonight because I need to just go dance a little, <laughs> dancing that away. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go and I'll see him and I'll dance the night away. But there are times, too, where I just want to sit around, have a drink, have a cigar, and just chill and just talk to my girls and whatever. So Now, that sounds like a hell of a night. And that's most... Yeah. Yeah, that's mostly what I'm into right now cuz I'm not that young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, the last time I did something similar to that, I uh I just decided to plant myself into that the uh, the center bar at the Luxor in Las Vegas and just bought myself a nice cigar that I thought was way overpriced and mm-hmm. just, you know, people watched for a while cuz I was there by myself. But Yeah. That's uh, fun. I always do that. And, yeah, that's actually really relaxing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. a, a lot of people are afraid to go out by themselves. A lot of people are afraid to even just go have a drink or um, go to dinner or lunch by themselves. I encourage it. Really? I mean, it gets you out. It, it makes you more independent. It makes you feel um, like you can do anything. You know, a lot of people are afraid. And I've always been one to do things by myself. Right. I never needed anybody to do anything with me. I've always just, if I want something, if I want to do something, if I want to go somewhere, I get up and I do it. So, like, if you can, and a lot of times it is. Hmm? No, go ahead, finish. Oh, a lot of times it is by myself, and I don't care. I love it. So, if you uh, all of a sudden wanted to see Avengers Endgame this weekend and uh, nobody else was available, you just screw it all, go by myself. I know. Yep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. In fact, um, my best, best, bestest friend in the whole world, um, we went to see Avengers, and he wanted to go, and I'm like, "Look, that's really not my thing." And now, and now you're telling me it's three hours long, and now it's really not my thing. So <laughs> I said, "Do you mind if I go see La Llorona?" And then I'll meet you after. And he's like, I don't know how you're going to do that. If that movie is an hour and a half and this movie is three hours, I'm like, oh, you're right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one for the team. You owe me. <laughs> See, actually. Uh, it ended up being really good, though. Yeah, I loved that movie. Uh, I actually saw it by myself uh, a couple weekends mm-hmm. ago. And uh, at one of those nicer theaters that have the lounger seats where you can put your feet up and. Uh, have a greasy burger and a beer while you sit and watch your movie. What? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, Where's that at? Well, I want to go. <laughs> there's one. There's those type of theaters all over uh, all over the United States uh, that I've heard about. But you know, I I live out here in Odessa, Texas, out in the middle of no and where. So uh, mm-hmm. they've got to be other places. <laughs> nice. I saw something on uh, Facebook the other day where they had uh, one theater that had beds in it. Really. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, I know that's right. That's that right there. That's where I'm living. I'm Is, living in. You know, it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't an 18 and up type of theater, was it? Or <laughs> I, No, no, no. It wasn't one of those. <laughs> um, I've been to those before. Those are a little creepy. But, <laughs> but um, no, this was a regular theater. I think it was in Greece or something. Oh. And um, they had actual beds, yeah, lined up and... Um, it was a, an actual theater, yeah. Go see movies and stuff. I'm sure it's probably crazy expensive to get in there, but um, yeah, it looked 
peaceful and romantic. I was like, well, shit. Yeah, <laughs> why not? There's one in Vegas, actually, that I just saw also. Um, a friend of mine posted it the other day where you can get inner tubes and you can watch movies like on the like in the water. I've uh I did that when I was a kid. Um I think mm-hmm. it was in Walt Disney World. Uh, uh and yeah, you can just sit in an inner tube and watch the movie and uh on a really big screen in a swimming pool. And Yeah. I at the time I thought this is the goofiest idea I've ever seen in my life, but um no and Isn't I it? I did it another time uh, when I was on a cruise to the Bahamas uh, a couple of years back. And, okay. Uh, just because everybody else was doing it, I jumped on an inner tube and watched E.T., of all things. I don't know why their movies were over 40 years old. but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were showing um, Jaws last time, <laughs> the original. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> showing Jaws while you're sitting oh. in the pool. <laughs> Oh, you! I would be looking around constantly. Yeah, but they had a we're showing Jaws, the one from the seventies, the original um, over there, and I was mm. like, that might be fun or stressful, but <laughs> <laughs> I still want to do it. I think. Let's see, like Jaws or maybe Splash. A little too ironic, maybe. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, good times. But um, since uh, you're more into the club scene than I am, I, I had a conversation uh, on a previous interview on a previous podcast that most clubs have a lifespan. Now, do you have a do you agree with that? A lifespan? Yeah, they they're only in for maybe a couple years and then they shut down, reformat, or just close down for good. Um, it depends. It depends, and. Um... New clubs nowadays, I think, have to be really strong, really mm. strong, and have something special. That's just in my opinion, to stay open. Now, and then, um, what, uh, what do you I mean just, by strong? And um, I guess they have to bring something different to the table than any other club because I've seen so many, and especially in Vegas, I've seen so many just close up within within weeks or months. Oh, really? Even. Yeah, they don't last long at all. And there's a um, actually they opened a couple of new newer ones um, in the past year over there, and I'm watching them to see what happens. But um, I hope they make it. I heard they were nice, but I don't know. It's just um, it's tough. I guess it depends on where you open it too. But over there, it's tough. I know. Well, yeah, location and overall motif. I I would suppose have to do something about it because. Uh, I knew some people a few years back that uh, uh, they opened up a regular cowboy bar in the uh, on the outskirts of downtown Portland, and their business was just god awful. And so they brought in some uh, some business advisors of some uh, some sort, and they said, "You know what? You're on this street in Portland. Uh, you know you're uh, surrounded by them." You know, if you want to make money, you got to become a strip club, and uh, so they decided, okay, close down, turn it into a strip club. And uh, last I heard, it's been years since I've heard about this. Uh, heard about those people? They've been making money hand over fist just because having a regular bar in that location just wasn't profitable. Yeah, and see, that might work for that might work for there, but that. 
might not work elsewhere. It just depends. Mm. Yeah. So um, I've even seen strip clubs close down in Vegas really quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it just, it, I think it's just tough in Vegas, period. But um, elsewhere, I've seen some new clubs, not as of uh, the last 10 years, <laughs> but um, I've seen some clubs in California that have opened and stayed open. Mm-hmm. But, and, um, and kept their, I've been in not, kept their motif and uh, do the same uh, promotions and stuff <laughs> like that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've been in the nightlife scene, um, oh, God, since I was 19 years old. I was getting into clubs, and I was going to L.A., and I was going to New York to party, and it's not, it is not how it used to be. It really isn't, and um, it's changed a lot, and it's, eh, you know, mm. eh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, New York still has me going to clubs over there, like I can go to pretty much any club in New York and be happy with it. But um, Vegas, I'm picky. Um, California, I go to the same places I've been going for years. But, um, yeah, nightlife was a lot better back in the day. It really was back in the 90s, early to mid-2000s. Um, now I just, it's meh. What's What's the difference? Yeah. Is you think you just kind of grew out of it or... No, it's just um, it's just not as carefree as it was. Mm. It's not as carefree as it was. Um, you have social media now. You have people on their phones. Like uh, oh. you don't have people connecting anymore. The music's not that great to me. This is all to me mm-hmm. coming from an you know an OG yeah. of the nightlife scene, and um, it just doesn't have that carefree friendly vibe anymore it's just all about now it's all about to me what i've seen is um what am i driving how do i look and um what bag am i carrying and who has the most expensive bottle of champagne and just it wasn't like that back then you know you bought a couple of drinks you mingled you talked to people you weren't on your phone Mm -hmm. and if you did have a phone i mean it was just literally to call people right not text or anything and it was good times, you know what I mean? Just good times, really good times, you know? And I could wear jeans and a tank top, and I don't care, you mm. know what I mean? Mm. And it's just, it was, God, I just can't, I can't describe it. The feeling was amazing back then. Now I'm like, eh. Yeah, um, uh, well, I started bartending uh, back in 2000, no, 1999, and uh up till about 2007 and i just missed the whole smartphone uh thing went before it came out i mean everybody still had the nokia 5100 series and uh, yeah and you know a little bit that thing lasted forever oh god yes it did (laughs) and uh, oh i loved it but the uh you know texting was just becoming a thing and Mm -hmm. um there was only a couple times where I can think of where I walk up to a table, see two girls sitting on opposite sides of the table, both of them on the phone, and I'd make some kind of joke like, please say you're not talking to each other. And, you know, they, no, I got a call from this person or I got a call from work. But, uh, yeah, I I missed out on, like, uh, people. Oh, just a second. I got a post on Facebook that I'm here uh, so all of my friends know that I'm here. Or, you know, right. I'm meeting a Tinder date here 
whatever, you know. <laughs> Tinder date. And see, well, that's fine right now because that's how we communicate now. Times change. Sure. I know that. And I do that, too. I check in and stuff. I mean, the more the merrier. You see me out here. You want to come out, meet me for a drink or whatever? Great. Cool. Whatever. The more the merrier. Let's party. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't something you had to do because you have to do it. Right. I bet I really, I really ra- rarely check in anywhere. And if I do, it's because, um, you know, it's something that I think that's worth checking into. <laughs> right. But I'm not going to check into every single place, you know, and it's mainly on my end for promotion. Right. If I check into one of my wine promotions that I'm doing or if I'm out with a friend, you know, and you happen to be out, let's, you know, party, whatever, cool. Or um, if I'm out at a brewery and, you know, and this brewery is great, so I think you should check it out. And this food truck, you know, it's mainly for promotion when I check in. Mm. But, and picks too. Now, I've kind of limited myself to doing all that. And it's just, um, and that's fine. But I just don't get the whole you know, constantly updating everything. I just, I can't get on board with that. Yeah, I've had trouble with that too. It's uh, mm-hmm. mostly because uh, it's like, so basically you're telling everybody you're not home. And, you know, <laughs> and so all your that stuff is... That was another is, friend of mine's worry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I have posted on uh, posted on social media from time to time when I'm doing something way out of uh, way elaborate or something that I'd never really done before. Like I'm about to board Royal Caribbean to go on a cruise. That, that was a huge moment for me. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm going to put that on Facebook and then get reminded every year. You did this on that date. Oh, cool. You know, (laughs) but, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, the, uh, I've uh, seen a lot of people uh, post uh, posting constantly, you know, checking in at this place, checking in at that place. And it just seem it just makes the cell phone seem like a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It's it's annoying to me. And I remember um I was in Vegas about four years ago and I decided to turn my phone off for a whole week just to see if I would miss it. Oh dear and I God. did not miss it. <laughs> yeah. Right? I did not miss it. And people were like, what happened? Did you change your number? And they were Facebooking me and tweeting me. And I said, no, I just don't want my phone on. I don't miss it. (laughs) Oh, well, all right. And they're like, we just thought you didn't want to talk to us. And I said, no, that's not it at all. I just don't want it on right now. Well, you saying that millions of millennials across the world just grabbed their hearts. I'm like, sorry, I just don't want to mess with it. Just want to <laughs> and disconnect. And I actually got kind of sad when I had to turn it back on again. Just want to disconnect like, for a little I while. Really have to... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do I really have to turn this back on again? And I had my editor, and I had other job inquiries and interviews, and they're just like, well, how do you want to do this then? And they were getting annoyed with me, and I was like, oh, I guess I have to turn it on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just how it's just it is what it is. That's yeah, just the way things are now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, not complaining, but at the same time, it's a little annoying. Sure, especially I've uh, mm. I was in a bar recently. Uh, I was just 
in this dive tavern just to shoot pool with some old friends. And uh, I see at the, this line at the bar, the bartender's got five wide, three deep. And the person that he just, you know, that just got his attention say, okay, what can I get for you? The person all of a sudden puts up one finger because they're busy tweeting or something. Oh, Lord. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't wait to see what happens to this guy. Is he going to get thrown out? Is he going to get cussed out? You know, <laughs> or is the, right. are the rest of the people going to beat the crap out of him? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, tell me you don't miss having an answering machine and tell me that when you get a message on there, that it doesn't make you extremely happy. No, yeah, it does. <laughs> I and, used to look forward to that, you know? <laughs> but the, uh, but nowadays, now that you got your cell phone, you really have no excuse but uh, but to answer your phone. Because everybody has their cell phone on them all, at all times. Yeah. And I, I remember... And then, let me, let me tell you also that I can't stand the smartphones either. I used to have a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. I love that thing so much. In fact, I want it back again just for business. And um, my roommate at the time, one of my friends and my ex-roommate at the time, uh, we went out to one of these really high-end clubs over in Vegas. And um, she pulled the BlackBerry out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we were sitting with these guys. And the guy, one of the guys saw her, and he goes, what is that? Put that away. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me, and I was like, will you stop? I said she uses it because it's cheap, and she can talk to her mom in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's, it's, yeah, cheaper than, I don't know how it works out, but she had that specifically to talk to her mom. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I go, leave her alone. Okay, we need to leave now. Because <laughs> I'm going to pull mine out, too. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, that's embarrassing. Put that away. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> now, um, as well, once again, as uh, my... Uh, guide to the uh the club scene in uh various bar situations do you have uh you know a criteria or i uh, ideas of what your ideal server or bartender how they should act or what they should do uh when you're when you're there not at all i mean i would of course everybody wants a polite server or bartender um an energetic one right but People have bad days. People are human. Mm -hmm. People don't want to talk every day. And I know the service industry, the hospitality industry, is really hard mm -hmm. And uh, to begin with. So you're having to deal with strangers every single day, and you have to be nice. But I know that people have bad days. Everybody's human, like I said. And if somebody has a bad day, they have a bad day. Sure. You know, I don't want them dumping shit on me, you know, <laughs> or trying to tell me, <laughs> trying to tell me off, you know, get physical or anything. That's different. But mm. if you're having a bad day, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to excuse it because I'm very moody. Right. Me as a person, I'm really moody. I could go from being really bubbly and outgoing to leave me alone. I just want to be alone and read or whatever. So I'm not hating on anyone for that. No, no but just. You know, 
I'll take it. Whatever mood you're in, I'm going to take it. Because I'm not going to... Does it affect your tip at all, or...? No, I'll tip. I still tip. Sure. Yeah. I I knew what it was like to get tipped at one point in my life. Mm -hmm. I worked for tips. So, of course, I'm still going to tip them. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't even have to explain to me anything, you know, because I just know that human beings will be human beings. Right. So you give you know you'll give a uh, bartender or server the benefit of the doubt you know for not being Absolutely. overly happy or you know uh, uh, mm-hmm. now when I'm saying overly happy I don't mean like the people over like Red Robin when they have to sing Happy Birthday to somebody but uh, mm-hmm. you know just being just friendly in general they don't have to even do that. Mm. You know, just give me what I ordered and that's it. You don't have to smile at me. You don't have to say hi. You don't have to, you know, do anything fake. Just give me what I ordered. Boom. That's it. Done. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, people are people. Are people so. yeah, the last podcast that I, uh, that I posted, I uh, actually talked about ways uh, to stay on your bartender's good side. And I talked about things like... Uh, you know, rattling the bottom of your glass on the table to get the bartender's attention. And, you know, things can switch on a dime for pretty much anybody, not, uh, you know, bartenders, servers, men, women. And, you, you know, you can have be having the greatest day. Traffic was uh, good getting to work. And, you know, you got a good parking space to get to work at. and But then all of a sudden you got one customer that just ruins the rest of your night. And... You know, you uh, you know. Hopefully, uh, people are as understanding as you are about uh, about things like that. So, mm-hmm. oh, there was this one time. Um, my friend Lori came out and visited me from Vegas, and or from California, and I was in Vegas. She came out to Vegas with a few other girls, and uh, we were just kind of hitting the downtown Fremont Street. Um, we were just kind of floating around, seeing where the night takes us. I forgot what bar we ended up at. I think it was the El Cortez. I'm not sure if it's still open or not, but it was at the center bar at El Cortez. Mm-hmm. And this guy was trying to talk to all of us. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. We're talking to him. Well, he offers to buy me a drink. And at this point, I don't know where the other two went, but it was just me and Lori and we're sitting there. Well, he's trying to wave the bartender down, and he doesn't see him. The bartender doesn't see him, and he starts pounding on the bar. So when the bartender turns around, he starts snapping his fingers at him. Oh, that would piss me off. (laughs) Yeah. Like, hey, come here, you. And started snapping his fingers. I go, no, I don't want anything from you. I said, I'm very sorry, sir. I told the bartender, and I tipped him. And I grabbed Lori, and we left. Hey, hey, wait, come back. The guy, I go, no, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Mm-hmm. That was so rude. Mm-mm. Yeah, I read recently on a, uh, I think it was a tabloid that uh, Kaylee Cuoco from the the Big Bang Theory she dumped uh, somebody I don't know who it was uh, because he was a horrible tipper, and you know there there are people that are affected by that. I love that show. Yeah, yeah, great show. I, I had the biggest crush on Leonard. <laughs> you had a crush on Leonard, really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm telling you, yes, yes, yes. 
I believe in tipping good or decent, whatever, you know, you can afford. But, I mean, don't tip them. Don't under tip. I mean, come on, you right. know. Don't run up a $35 tab and give them 50 cents and say, hey, that's for you. Oh, my <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, that's happened. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, uh, probably one of the movies out there that's unfortunately the most accurate depiction of working in the restaurant industry, uh, Waiting, it has Ryan, Reddle, Ryan Reynolds in it and uh, Anna Faris. And, uh, oh, Waiting. Yeah. Yeah, that movie. Oh, my God. I love that movie. That movie's hilarious. <laughs> but it's scary how accurate it is to working in the restaurant industry. <laughs> It is. I've never been in the restaurant industry. However, I have a few friends that are, and I said, okay, I said, you have to tell me, you know, and they said, we're not saying anything, but (laughs) we're just, we're also going to tell you that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm just going to figure that out for myself, I guess, just always wonder, but I mean... Oh my god! Yeah, that was crazy. See, I've I've never experienced any of my cooks messing with food. Thank God, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, not that you know of. What's that? Not that you know of. Not that I know of. But it's it's best <laughs> don't I don't <laughs> mess with anyone who's handling your food. No, do not do that. <laughs> oh my gosh! People are crazy. Yeah. Uh, but great movie <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, oh my god yeah so anyway um let's uh talk a little bit about your up-and-coming show hitchhiker hitchhiker's guide to grubbing uh why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about that and you could find that on instagram under grubbing news but um it's a local show here in virginia in fredericksburg and um, Fredericksburg TV will be filming it. And it's pretty much um, myself and a couple of other people going out to different restaurants, featuring different restaurants and food trucks and events that go on, and bringing you um, or bringing everybody up in, in the surrounding area what's happening for the weekend, um, what this restaurant has new on the menu, what this food truck is offering, and um goes from big eats, unusual eats. I mean, it ra- the range is just wide variety. Now, what do you mean by unusual? Um, well, you know, unusually, let's say uh, this food truck has like a five-pound burrito. Or wow. um, this restaurant offers like 10 pounds of fries, that type. It's unusual, you know. <laughs> 10 pounds of fries? Or, okay, lots of ketchup and a couple of friends, you, please. You know what I- <laughs> Yeah, it's like a cross between um, Man versus Food and Andrew Zimmern. Ah, okay. And it's not, no one's doing food challenges that I know of, but um, it's more on the knowledgeable side of it. It's going to be a lot of tasting. It's going to be a lot of featuring the food. It's going to be a lot of us talking to restaurant owners and the cooks and the people that are preparing things. And it's, it's going to be fun, entertaining, a lot like, a lot like Travel Channel. Oh, for that. Okay. Well, that's knowledgeable. That's very cool. And uh, yeah, we did. We want to expand, but right now we're trying it out local. Yeah, but uh, we had we had been talking about expanding to other states. 
so it just depends on how it goes here first. But so far, they have a pretty good following here. Some... It's been around for a little bit, but um, he just started getting other hosts together. Yeah. So, so. kind of like maybe d- diners, drive-ins, and dives with Guy Fieri, and just yeah. go around testing and mm-hmm. you know find a hole in the wall or something like that. Yeah, we'll introduce the people to um, what's around here in Virginia, if you're in or around Virginia, um, what they have to offer, if there's anything, um, their main dish, if there's anything unusual, you know, like the 10-pound burrito or whatever. It just depends. Mm -hmm. The beer on tap, the wine, food trucks. It's going to be great. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, Hopefully it'll be downloadable Real so that guys like me in Texas can uh, catch an episode every once in a while. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. It will be. But we'll keep tabs on you uh, on Insta- Instagram. And what was the uh, what, uh, what was the link on Instagram again? Grubbing News. Grubbing News. Okay. Yes, so, Grubbing News. Yeah. Uh, so just for all my listeners, if you want to follow uh, Mia Torres and her show Hitchhiker's Guide to Grubbing, uh, go to Instagram and get on Grubbing News. Get to see uh, wherever she's going and whatever she's trying out at the time. Okay, before we continue with the interview with Mia Torres, we got to take a quick commercial break right here. Just remember, everybody, if you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender Podcast swag, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you can find all sorts of really cool t-shirts, some novelty t-shirts, and a couple other groovy things that you might want to pick up. So head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your stuff today. Hey, can you people uh, notice how nervous I was talking to this girl? Wow, but she is insanely knowledgeable, and she's really fun to talk to. Go check out her. Uh, go check out Mia Torres' stuff. But before we get back to the interview, I would like to introduce my musical guest for this show. From their album Hitchhike, here are the Screaming Rebel Angels with their song Sizzle. It's a pan, grease it up right here, the click, 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 stay high, 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 let's go! Yeah. Time's low, Jet through the dead room door. Shout out to the 
Fire up real nice So it's jumping on wire Turning up to high Say hi to me now Cause you know what I'm cooking I cook it right Cook it up all Once again, that was the Screaming Rebel Angels with their song Sizzle. If you want to check up on anything that they're up to or what they're doing, head on over to Bandcamp.com and you can uh, find links to all their social media, their personal website, and be able to download all of their releases. Uh, that, That was just a powerful song. I really enjoyed that. But anyway, let's get back to my interview with Mia Torres. Um. So that I'm uh, really, really happy that you uh, decided to join the show. You, you have been a huge supporter of my podcast since uh, since this started, and it wasn't oh, that long ago. I'm so happy I'm on too. And so, uh, what I'm decided to try to do to wrap up uh, uh, wrap up these interviews, I'm kind of stealing uh, uh, stealing something from uh, inside the actor studio with James Lipton. He asks 10 questions of these uh, actors at the end of every show, and um, uh, which he in turn uh, stole from another interviewer named Bernard Pivot. So I'm going to ask you these questions, uh, and you can just okay. answer as honestly, honestly as you can uh, when it comes to your situation as being uh, a bar, club, food, wine aficionado. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first question. What is your favorite song? My favorite song? Mm-hmm. It would have to be I Will Always Be Here by Tiesto. Okay. What is your least and, favorite? Um, my least favorite? Yes. Uh, that would probably be anything that's just too hard, like anything metal crazy, hard. I can't get into that. I never could, even in high school. <laughs> so things like Slayer. Anything... <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh my gosh, it's just scary. Yeah, <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite insult? If you were to insult somebody, in... what's your go-to? Insult. Uh... <laughs> um, let's see. You know what? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) 
I say I can't anymore. I use that a lot when it's like, that means I'm just fed up and I just can't deal with you anymore. <laughs> then I say, I can't anymore. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, that works. I don't know if that's much of an insult, but um, that's what I say a lot. <laughs> so uh, on the flip side of that, what is your least favorite insult? Oh, probably the mother of all curse words, F. Like, the oh. F word. Oh, like, really? you could, like, anybody that uses that word towards anyone else really, really, really despises that person because that is the most disrespectful, the most humiliating. I mean, it's, it's, disgust, it's crazy. Like, when you use that F word towards somebody. Yeah, there have yeah. been a number of times where the door has been closed on me immediately after using that. But. <laughs> Um, if you use it in if you use it in general, it's okay mm. to me because you're not directly saying it to someone. But when you directly tell them like "f you" or um, "f you know blah blah," it that's whoa. That's like wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what type of people do you like? I like people with personalities. I like people that are outgoing. Um, very, very outgoing, very open-minded. I'm extremely open-minded mm. and extremely free-spirited and bubbly. I'm always happy because I don't have anything to be unhappy about. Yeah. You know, I'm always positive. Um, and those are the type of people I like to be around. Like, the crazier, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and, I mean, I have a couple of friends that are introverts. But, um, that aren't as outgoing as me, but I know I can hang out with them separately. Sure. But if I, if I'm going to be in a crowd somewhere or at a party or, um, in a, outside of my immediate circle, I need to be around people that are really outgoing and open-minded. Like it just, it, it, I love it. Okay. So on on the opposite side of that, what type of people do you not like? Uh, I can't stand complainers. Complain, complain, complain. I can't stand them. Um, anybody that's too arrogant. Like, you can, you can brag about stuff. I mean, everyone's proud of something they do. But to rub it in people's face, like, ha-ha, you can't have this, or because I have this and you don't, mm. that type of thing. I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah. That's not right. I agree. That's, not right at all. And then um, people that are always um, complaining or anyone that feels sorry for themselves. Oh, I'm just <laughs> like, oh, okay, stop. It's, yeah, just it makes me stressed out. <laughs> it drains the energy out of you. <laughs> yeah, people that talk about people constantly. I'm just like, stop it, please, please stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can vent once in a while or say, you know, ah, I just can't stand this person. They did that. Okay, vent. Okay, but after that, I don't want to hear you keep going on and on about it, you know? <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, okay, next question. What is your favorite part of the job, of your job? My favorite part of my job as a writer is all the research because my brain is like a sponge. I love to learn. I love to challenge myself. I love to learn more and more and more as much as I can. And when I write my articles, I don't know everything. So when I write my articles, 
I have to do a lot of research. I have to make sure everything's right. I have to make sure everything is doable um, for my readers. And I just, I love it. I love to learn because I learn something new every time I write a new article. That's a good feeling. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hey, well, maybe I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. is your least favorite part of your job? My least favorite, um, trying to find an angle on things. And I love my editor to death. He is so sweet. It just, mm. I love him so much. But I can't technically write what I want. And um, if I come to him with an idea, he's going to tell me. And that's his always go-to line okay, what's the angle? So it has to fit. (laughs) Yeah, it has to fit with the issue. It has to fit with if it's summertime, if it's winter, if it's the holidays, if it's um, fashion week, if it it has to fit the genre. Oh, I mean, it's not that, yeah, it's not that I don't like it, but if I want to write about food trucks, that's not going to fit in fashion week. No. And then I don't want to tell him, well, you know, I really want to write this. I'm not ever going to say that to him. I'll just put it on my blog. Yeah. That's... And that's why I have my separate blog, because for the things that I can't fit in to his issue that he's wanting to release to try to make everything, um, you know, sync up for what he wants to sync up, anything that doesn't work for that, I'm going to put it onto my blog. So technically, I have other choices, but I kind of have to make sure everything meshes. Right. And I wish I could just, you know, write what I want. Just any time, any, any way. And that's, well, that's why I have table for one. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, I could a... go from a restaurant review to, like, french fry and wine pairing. <laughs> it's just <laughs> random. Just random. Uh, that's really great I, uh, that you have other outlets that you can, uh, if you have a spare story handy. That you uh, that mm-hmm. you can't use for one, you can use it for the other. Mm-hmm. Okay, we already know. And that's that's uh, great. Uh, now, this next question, we already know your stance on the F word, but do you have a favorite curse word? Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, you can hear me say what the actual F a lot. Mm. And that's only when I'm really frustrated. Mm. <laughs> but when I'm semi <laughs> when I'm semi frustrated, then you can hear me say, Mother Effer <laughs> <laughs> or um those are the two words. Yeah. Mm. I think. Those are the those are the two phrases. It goes from semi frustrated to super frustrated. <laughs> and oh uh, just you know reminding you this is just a podcast. You can say the full F word if you want, but you know, if they oh. the, if you're comfortable <laughs> okay. with just saying the F word that you know, go for it. <laughs> I didn't know if you had the F C C on my case or what <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean I just didn't know if you had like radio regulations or <laughs> <laughs> No, nobody pays attention to You know what I mean? Me. Yeah, nobody pays attention to me just yet. But you know Stop. Give, give me that time. reminds me of that part. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that part in uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts, where he kept getting fined for oh, saying yeah. stuff on the air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> uh, good times. 
Um, and the final question that I'm going to ask you, and I'll, uh, I don't, we're, well, well, let's see how this question works for uh, you in your part of the restaurant and bar industry. Uh, if you could have a dream customer, who would it be? Hmm. A dream customer? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Would it have to be like a celebrity or? Um, you know, just, um, well, maybe it could be celebrity because, you know, I asked my. Like what, like what would my ideal customer be like? No, your, your dream customer. Like if you could, if you could be, uh, if you could interview or, uh, if you could plug some, anybody's product or something like that who would you who would you definitely want to work with oh um in the restaurant it just (laughs) um let's see it's like you know if you had an opportunity to plug aviation gin which is owned by ryan reynolds would you do it oh absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i didn't mean i didn't mean to put that idea Um, in the restaurant industry, there's so many talented chefs. I would love to just sit and watch, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was telling my best friend, um, Megan, this the other day, I was telling her that she used to date a chef Mm. and, um, he used to work for a high end restaurant in Vegas. And, um, I'm like, God, don't you love watching him? And I've never seen him cook or anything, but she has, she goes, yeah, it's, it's something else. And I said, God, to me. I said, it's like foreplay. I don't know what it is. I love <laughs> watching a chef just cook. It's just crazy to me. I would love to sit in on any of them. So um, I don't know. There's so many out there. I have so many favorites. I don't know. Well, I couldn't name just one. That that um, wraps up that question pretty well. I, I like that answer. <laughs> And mm-hmm. There's just so many. I I often wonder about uh, those professional uh, chefs, or even the ones that work in uh, the corporate, uh, like Red Robin or something like that. They, you know, mm-hmm. you expect, you know, they they're expected to cook a certain way when they're in the restaurant. Do they cook like that at home, or is it like, you know, oh come on, do I have to cook some more, you know, or something like that? I- to, I've talked to a couple of them. I talked to uh, one the other day from BJ's restaurant, actually, mm. and um, he's an executive chef over there, and um, he does cook like that at home. He does, and he doesn't. Um, he's actually eating a lot, a lot healthier than what he has to prepare for the restaurant. But he says that he makes it a point to cook at home so that he can. I guess, learn new things. Like mm. it, it's kind of like experiment time when you're at home. Right. You can't experiment at the restaurant. You have to make it according to the recipe. But when you're, when he's at home, he likes to experiment. And that's how you start getting your own menu together. And he's, his dream is to open a restaurant, sure. an Italian restaurant. And I was fully supportive. I said, absolutely. Well, but um, Italian food, hell yeah. I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd visit that every day. But he does experiment a lot. So, of course, yeah, they're going to have to, you know, make it a point to cook like that every once in a while. Well, I was talking to a bartender, and uh, I was in South Carolina a few uh, a few weeks ago. And I was, uh, I talked to the bartender, and she, she was really nice. I can't remember her name, uh, but... Uh, I was telling her about the podcast and I was trying to get information from her 
on if she had a specific drink that she herself designed. And she was telling me that with the way uh, uh, prices are or the way that the managers watch bottle levels every night, they can't really experiment anymore. And that's kind of a shame for the bartender. Yeah, no, um, you can't only because uh, it's they measure it. Right. Yeah, they measure it and uh, it's they know when something's missing. So um, I had a bartender friend of mine in Vegas. I used to go in there a lot um, at this restaurant called T-Birds. Grease themed? And every time... (laughs) (laughs) Was it grease themed or... Uh, it's all right. It's a it's a cool restaurant. I I was just wondering if it was themed after the movie Grease, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, Grease! No, no, it's called T Bird. No, it is a fifty style place, but no, it's a really old place. But okay. it's cute. It, it used to be down the street from my old condo, but I go there a lot. And um, I would tell him, make me a concoction, and he would do it. Mm. But maybe to and I thought about this, and maybe to me it was a concoction because I'd never heard of it, but to him it isn't. Because he can't technically experiment without maybe losing money, I want to say. Because if I didn't like it, he'd have to throw it away. Right. So then, you know, they measure, being that they measure the bottles, you know, what do you do? I'm not going to pay for it. So, I mean, technically they can't experiment. Well, and that's kind of odd to me in Las Vegas because they basically give alcohol away for free in some cases. And... You think there was a little bit of breathing room for trying out new recipes? Mm, no, it. They don't give out alcohol for free per se. Um, you have to be gambling mm-hmm. when they do that. So you're only going to get free well drinks. By the way, <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be anything um, upscale. Um, but when you're gambling and you tip, then they will slide you a drink or two or five or ten. But um, if you're just standing around or just sitting around, then no, hmm. they won't. Yeah. yeah. And unless you, you have to be gambling huge, like they would always give a few friends of mine um, that would gamble huge, thousands, and they would be winning thousands. They, then maybe you might get some comps, but um, no, not normally. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. There's not room for yeah, experimentation anymore. And it's, that's kind of a shame because that that was one of the things I was looking forward to with this podcast was to call up other bartenders and you know get their recipes out there, get their names out there. But now they can experiment at home. True, you know. But, I mean, they could do that at home. I mean, I've done that with wine. Actually, a few pairings. Um, I found out that pickled ginger goes great with merlot. I read that in your blog. Yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah, who knew? How, how that came up kind of boggles me a little bit. But was, bothers you? Uh, no, it do, doesn't bother me. It just it kind of weirds my mind out because now what does she just happen you know, to have I'm pickled ginger? Out by that. Can you explain? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was getting ready to eat sushi, and um, it was an avocado avocado roll. I think it was a vegan. Um, choice. I didn't have any fish in it. It was just avocado. So um, I opened the bottle of Merlot and I had some ginger because I love pickled ginger, first of all. Mm. I took a big old bite of it and then I had a 
drink of wine. I took a sip and I said, hey, this actually goes really good together. Who knew? (laughs) And so I kept eating it like that for about 30 minutes. And I just wanted to make sure that this is what I was tasting and this is what I really liked. Right. And it was. That's, uh, I was like, oh, my God, who knew? I've never heard of that pairing before, ever. It's just one of those accidental things that you just come across. Yeah, happy accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> happy accident. And it's all mine, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> and you quickly put it on your blog so you can say it's mine, nobody else's. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trademark it. <laughs> For sure. Now everybody's like, oh, I have to try that. And I go, please do. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Well, anyway, uh, Mia, th- thank you so much for taking your time out to be on my show. Um, why don't You're you... You're so welcome. Uh, why don't you uh, take a second here and let everybody know where they can find you on social media and your where your blog's at. My blog is Table for One. And the link will be on my Facebook page. And you can either Google Mia Torres or search for Mia Torres online. And that's most of my links. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and uh, yeah. anyway, well, uh, once again, thank you so much. And uh, maybe one of these days we'll get you back on the show and uh, we can find out some more interesting pairings, uh, you know, if you come up with something like uh, George Carlin once said, what wine goes with Captain Crunch? And, you know, maybe you'll figure that out. Absolutely. (laughs) I'll have a few more recipes for you guys, too. All right. Stuff you can make on your own and pair with and everything, yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. If you want to get yourself a drink before the bar closes up, get your ass up to the bar because I'm not going out there and you're not getting shit if you don't come up to the bar. Uh, First of all, I'd love to thank once again my special guest, Mia Torres. Uh, Remember to check out her blog, Table for One. Check out her articles in Vari Magazine. And uh, if you're in the area where it broadcasts up in Fredericksburg, uh, check out her t- uh, soon TV, soon to be made TV show, Hitchhiker's Guide to Grubbing, and uh, also I uh, need to thank Screaming Rebel Angels for letting me use their single "Sizzle" for the show. And hey, remember if you want to uh, go get some Hey Bartender Bartender Podcast swag, head over to Hey Bartender Podcast, uh, Hey Dash Bartender Dash Podcast dot and, you know, pick up a few things. Uh, if you want to be on the show or you have an interesting story you want to tell me, uh, if you want your band to be promoted on this show, go ahead and drop me an email. Uh, uh, it is podcast at gmail.com. I'm totally into this having guests on the show uh, thing right now. Uh, this last interview was really cool. And I'd love to hear more from other bartenders, servers, cooks, Taxi drivers, you know, people who have, anybody who has a really good bar story, you know, just drop me a line and let's get a a little bit of a dialogue going. Um, But until next time, uh, thank you for listening. And once again, thank you to, uh, to Screaming Rebel Angels and Mia Torres. 
And as usual, I uh, love to quote my hero, Billy Joel. Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. Good, I had to blow again. I said, hey, I'm telling you, hey, man.